This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Well, I'm Glenda Geek from Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma, and you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for September 13th, episode 2765, brought to you by Eagle Equine Products. Good morning, horse world. I have good news and bad news for you on this Monday morning. First, the bad. It's Monday. But the good news is really good. Jamie and Glenn are here to guide you through another week filled with horse talk and a whole lot of fun. Welcome to Horses in the Morning. How would you like some good news to start the week, Jamie? I would absolutely <laughs> love some good news. Can you bring it to me, yes, please? Uh, the FEI president announced that all human and equine samples taken during the Tokyo 2020 Olympics in the Paralympics Games both have returned negative. Nobody was drugging, human or athlete. Woo-hoo. Isn't that good news? Sort of. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the fact it's, that it's, it's news is sad, but I mean, it's good news. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it at this point. We'll take any good news we can get today. So, yes, uh, that's uh, that was uh, that was my really good news of the day. That's what I got. <laughs> that is not as exciting as I was hoping it was going to be. I'm sorry. So I just had one of those mornings. I had to get up and I had to load horses and I had to like work horses and the horses aren't doing what I want them to do and we're working on soundness issues and mental issues and just like it was one of those like super frustrating mornings for me before I came in here and sat down so you better bring something a little better than that I I have a lot better than that actually I have I have Danny Linderman who's coming on and she is the Equiderma guest of the week and she's overcome some pretty serious stuff with the help of her golden retriever and her Palomino mare so she's going to join us today. Also, I need happy horse people stories. I love it. I yes, wait. that's a good, an overcoming adversity, happy horse person story. Uh, and also, we have some equine news. You have some question first world problems. By the way, when I when we did the tour and I talked to 200 people around the country and asked them what one of their favorite things was on the show, uh, we heard a question first world problems. It was right there behind really bad ads. So, oh, good. So, <laughs> good. I'm glad you guys like sharing. And although like we'll talk about how other. Jamie screwed up uh, a question first world problems yeah, today. Yeah, I did. <laughs> um, so we have all of that. Coming up, and I wanted to, before we get to Daily Winnies, I wanted to tell our auditor, April and Alvin, that we're thinking about them right now. They know why, uh, but we're thinking about you guys and and hang in there. Let's uh, go to Daily Winnies. Well, we do have some birthdays. (laughs) 
We have two birthdays, not as many as Friday, but uh, Deanne Sloan, who should be rejoining rejoining us again on Mondays here from Horse Nation. Happy birthday, Deanne. And Kelly Peterson-Hammer, who is one of our terrific auditors, and also from Horse Lovers, the guy that uh, we work with over at horselovers.com, known him for years, Tom. It's his birthday, too. So happy birthday to him. We have some new auditors. George Wright in the last week joined us. Thank you, George. You can find the HRN Auditor page. Just search for HRN Auditors on Facebook. And also upping their pledge was Laurie Bins. Thank you, Laurie, for upping your pledge. We really appreciate it. In the vein of trying to be fun and silly, I would like to thank Lindsay Rausch and Susanna Hahn for uh, instigating this. You guys know how much I love quarter horse names. I mean, just love them. Doc, Bar, San, Pepe, Bueno, Loco, you know, all the things. And um, I get I get to see a lot of thoroughbred horse names, which are crazy in their own right. But... They put a post up on the Horses in the Morning Facebook page asking me to read some of these on the air, and it's fantastic. Um, Let's start with Emily. She said, my mare is a dual registered paint and AQHA, and um, she's a solid paint, and her name is Iron Deficient. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Iron Deficient. That means the baby came out, and they were like, oh. Crap. <laughs> Solid. <laughs> uh, let's see. We had uh, Colleen had uh, one of the horses in her horse's lineage was Pistol Packing Mama. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, Poco Tejas Senior, Cody said, and she said, Guess the breed. I'm going quarter horse. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, Hancock's Slick Trick. Obviously, a quarter horse. Thank you, Paula. <laughs> Rachel had uh, one, a racehorse, and her name was <clears throat> Baggy Pants. <laughs> <laughs> they said they let a two-year-old kid name the racehorse. So they had two-year-old Baggy Pants and oh, Slurp funny. Slurp. As <laughs> slurp Slurp was a noisy eater as a baby. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> oh, these are standard breads. Sorry. Um, AQHA Carl said, I'm a good bar rapper. <laughs> W-R-A. <laughs> P-P-E-R. Samantha said, shy lopen asset. (laughs) Let's see. We've got, oh God, April. Annie popped her top. What? (laughs) (laughs) These are just so, I mean, I could keep going and going. There's like 90 comments. Uh, Katie had an OTTB named Cranky Old Alice. (laughs) She said she was actually very sweet. That's the thing. You, your horse will be the opposite of what it's named sometimes. Uh, Dusty Lane's Vegas, <laughs> Dusty Lane's Vegas Pit Boss. How does that all fit on the on the? Uh, I don't thing? know. I thought they had. Is there any limit to the number? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, Brenda had one called Silver Tinkle, an Appaloosa. <laughs> <laughs> Juniper Green's Thistle Dew. My assets are exposed. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. That was a quarter horse. Duh. Like, you needed to say that. Um, A quarter horse mare, Rachel uh, Rachel knows, is named Hamsters Feeling It. Hamsters Feeling It. Why? What what does that mean? (laughs) Um, Let's see. Um, 
Emily had a quarter horse name. He's a H E Z A. He's a red dog Hancock. Duh. That's of course a quarter horse name. That's another one of the long, long list of ridiculous. Like they'll, they'll name quarter horse. People will name a horse like Hancock. If Hancock is like, it's great, 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 great grandpa. <laughs> It'd be like naming all your horses, starting with secretariat or no dude. Oh, you man know, funny of war. I had a person come in. They were like, "Yeah, well, you know, we've got a we've got a mare. We're thinking of breeding her because I mean, her bloodlines are so amazing. Her great grandfather is Secretariat." And I was like, "That is one in one billion. That's like saying my horse goes back to Man of War. Duh, they all do." Um, yeah, Weaverhead Prince uh, gonna be some checks. Duh, gonna be horse. some checks. I kind of like that one. C H E X. That's thinking positive, right there. You don't know Jack, Margaret's horse. <laughs> Laura had a horse named Miss Kissum Easy. <laughs> anyway, we could go we could go on and on because they're just so silly. Um and again, of course, we've got Lindsay's horse Fast Rocket, who is fat, and so she calls him Fat Rocket. You rode Fat Rocket, actually. Um when you were doing your mounted archery, Glenn, remember? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. That was Debbie my first a, ride since I rode with you. <laughs> yeah, I'm so proud of you. Debbie had a horse named Smokin' Moonlit Lynx. Diamonds for money from Brenna. Let's see, we have a... I think Diamond is named. another one of those names that's in yeah. every quarter horse. Yeah, uh, yeah we're a thoroughbred. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, Meta has a horse named Call Me Miss Fortune. That is <laughs> M-I-S-S Fortune. And that, I'm sure they tried to say it, but if you say it fast, it's Call Me Miss Fortune. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very unfortunate. Um, Marissa's horse, Fabulous Dasher. That has to be a quarter horse or a thoroughbred. Oh, God, Angela. She said, do you get it? The horse's name is Russian Bayou. Russian Bayou. (laughs) That had to be a thoroughbred. That took me a minute, actually. (laughs) I know. I had to do it. Um, Can't stop a train. All one word. (laughs) Foghorn J. Leghorn. Oh, I love that one. Uh, Yeah, there you go. And uh, Laura said, uh, obviously, a quarter horse that she just saw for sale is named She's a Caliente Pepper. All one word. (laughs) S-H-E-Z-A. Nobody can write She's A. She's a. She's a. Anyway, there you go. You know the draft horse people really need to get their act together. Well... they, don't they call them like Jim and yeah, Bob? Yeah, Jim and Bob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you, all these horses, if you go to a quarter horse barn, they're all just named after the color. I went to a quarter when I was a vet tech, we went to quarter horse barn and they kept bringing out horses to, to work on. And it was like, this one's blacky. This one's red. This one's yellow. This, you know, like, <laughs> uh, just, they just name them after the color. Okay, sounds good. Whatever. <laughs> well, if you think about it, in the South, they tend to name the the girls all have three names too, right? So, uh, yeah. So you know, maybe that it's taken after that. Hey, I have a couple news stories that involve senior citizens. Let's do it. The first is uh, Clint Eastwood. So you know, Clint Eastwood has a new movie coming out. He's ninety one. And he directed and starred in this. They think it's that he's the oldest person to ever direct and star in a movie at the age of 91. That's so cool. The name is Cry Macho. That's the name of the movie. And uh, just one of the quotes jumped out at me. 
He said, given that it's an Eastwood film, Cry Macho features a certain amount of action in Jeopardy, including the actor throwing a punch, which apparently he hasn't done in quite a while. And his biggest fear for the whole movie, he said, was getting on a horse for the first time since Unforgiven three decades ago. Wow. He hasn't been on a horse in 30 years. He said that was his biggest fear is getting dumped. Uh, Do you know whose biggest fear it actually was? The owner of the horse, okay? <laughs> and the insurance oh company. <laughs> my horse killed Clemmie's horse. Yeah. You know, they go, sedate that sucker. I don't care how good it is. I'd sedate Duke if Clemmie's horse was going to get on him. So yeah, uh, this movie's coming out. I don't I know anything about the movie. I didn't. I didn't find a trailer. Actually, there must be a trailer out for it. I think it's coming out soon. But uh, he said he he had a lot of fun and he doesn't plan on retiring anytime. He said uh, he said my body doesn't work like it used to. I guess not, Clint. You're 91. Uh, he said I don't look like I did at 20, but so what? Who cares? Now I can play more interesting guys. <laughs> so. I still think he's very handsome. It's he just not- and you know why? Because he didn't have any work done. He just looks normal, right? Yeah, he looks like yeah. a normal ninety-one year old. So yeah, so good for him. So he has a new movie coming out now. The other one is an eighty-year-old woman. Her name is Jane Dotchin, and Jane lives in England, Hexham, England, to be exact. And Jane just set off at. Uh, for her, let me see here, 40th time to do a 1,000-kilometer ride. She rides to Inverness, Scotland, from Hexham, England, to visit a friend of hers. And she's been doing it for the last 40 years. And she takes a pony and her dog. And she, so she doesn't ride in a car. She takes her pony and her dog. This year, she's doing it at the age of 80. Wow. Now, if you go look at the picture, I put a link there for you. If you go look at the picture of her and her horse and her dog. Um, now, the dog is disabled. This is Jack Russell Terrier, which, you know, a Jack Russell Terrier being disabled just makes him normal, <clears throat> you know, instead of hyper. So uh, she started doing this 40 years ago because she had horses at the barn and her mother would look after the horses, but she didn't want to take a, she didn't even want to take care of the halfling or stallion. So she thought, well, then I'll just ride him. And she just rode him to the friend's house and that started this tradition. Uh, so she rides this little, I think it's a 13-year-old p- uh, pony, and it looks like maybe a Dartmoor pony or something like that. A little drafty breed of pony, it doesn't really say. But she does 25 to 30 kilometers. Oh, a halflinger. She's on a halflinger. Is it a halflinger? I think so. Because maybe, maybe, Yeah, because the, the halflinger she started with 40 years ago isn't around anymore, but it looks like a little drafty breed. Uh, and her little dog's going along. She does 20 to, 25 to 30 kilometers a day, mostly on single-track roads. She declines to use maps, sting, sticking to routes she knows. I guess she, after 40 years, you'd know the way, right? Uh, she eats a simple diet of porridge, oat cakes, and cheese. She resupplies along the way, never carrying too much at once. She boils water from streams when she needs it. She sleeps in a tent, tethers her horse, and digs a hole in the ground when nature calls. So there you go. Now, one observation she did make that has changed over the last 40 years is the amount of trash. She said, I see trash everywhere now, and it makes her sad. So, uh, so there you go, 80 years old. Amazing. 
And she's she looks 80. I mean, you see the picture. She doesn't look like a spry 60-year-old. She looks 80. She's all hunched You know, over I don't and... think it's fair that we say that Clint Eastman looks handsome at 91 because he hasn't been worked at <laughs> and you're like, she looked 80. She, she looked does old. kind of look like she's been riding horses for all her life. So, yeah, she, but she's still riding 1,000 kilometers. I couldn't do that. So see, good it's for crap. her. The women get old and men get more handsome. It's a, Chad is like better looking than he was when we got married. I'm like, this is bull because I look old and you look distinguished. It's complete garbage. That has always been the way, though. They always say guys look distinguished when we get older. I just think we look old, too. God, if I had gray on the side, like, above my ears like he does, and, like, gray coming out of my face, like, they'd be like, God, she needs to die. See, I look, I just think we look old. I don't know. Maybe guys, we just think we look old, old too. But salt and pepper, like uh, (laughs) George Clooney. Give me a break. Yeah, well, he's an exception to the human race. He looks old now, too, but he's still handsome, so it's bull. <laughs> Sean Connery was another one of those guys, right? He just kept getting better looking as he got older. I don't know. <laughs> All right, you know now what, 80-year-old woman on your trusty steed? I think you look hot. Yeah, How about she that, looks Jean? good. <laughs> with, her, with her handicapped uh, Jack Russell going along for the ride. Unbelievable. Time for the weekly look at your equestrian first world problems. This ought to be good. Now, I kind of screwed up, Glenn. I, you know, on Friday, <laughs> early Saturday morning, I had to get up, get to the airport, get on a plane, fly to Phoenix, Saturday night, go to a wedding where we'll talk about that in the post show. And then oh, Sunday yay. morning. We can tell wedding stories. <laughs> yeah. Sunday morning, get up and get on a plane and fly back here. So I've had a crazy weekend. So last night I was like, I'm going to post this. And I posted the, the typical meme that I do. And I said, hey, what's wrong with your horses? And people did not pick up that that was equestrian for problems. They actually literally just told me what was wrong with their horses. When I saw it this morning, it took me a minute and I went, I think she's trying to ask about a question first world problems. But then I thought, well, maybe you're trying to do something different today. And, and you actually said, what has your horse done to you today? And people were answering what their horse did to them today. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I, I thought you were going with a new, new thing. No, I'm not going on with anything. I was just tired. Was there any alcohol involved over the weekend, Jamie? I I wish there was not. (laughs) Um, There's no excuse for my laziness. So um, I'll just tell you that, yes, I asked for a question, first world problems, and I I got more of like what your horse did to you. So the one people, the people that did focus and understand where I was coming from, pick up what I'm putting down. Uh, I'm going to read those. And now remember, these are uh, problems that our auditors have in their life. Very sad tales of woe that they have. And if for some reason you have an equestrian first world problem and you want to be involved in this segment, you need to become an auditor. So, Glenn, how do they do that? Just go to horseradionetwork.com, scroll down the right-hand side of the page, you'll see the auditor banner. Click that for as little as $3 a month. You, too, can join the party. All right. Well, let's start with Danny. Danny said, I finally took the plunge and uh, put her horse in full training. She's like, it's great. But now I have to figure out which days I ride and what days my trainer rides. And honestly, two days a week of me riding isn't enough. I want to ride four to five days a week, so I need another horse. (laughs) 
Yes, Danny. Yes, you do. <sighs> Kayla says, I cantered my three-year-old's undersaddle for the first time today. And now I'm like planning our whole show schedule for the next two years. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. You get excited. But good Lord. You know what they say when you tell God your plans. He laughs at you. Uh, <laughs> Carrie said, I tried mounted archery last weekend. It was so fun. But now I have to buy a new bow because mine is like apparently too long. Yeah, you don't want one of the long ones we learned. J- Jamie and I learned that in mounted archery. You need a short you little know, bow. There, I bought so much equipment. And we'll, we'll talk about Maybe this. Maybe you could sell her your equipment. Do you have a little bow? Uh, I, I like my mounted archery bow, but I ended up buying one of those like hip you put the arrows Holster in your hip, thing, yeah. And I just could not figure quiver. it out. Uh, is it called a, a quiver? quiver? Yes. Yeah. So I ended Look up at us knowing our archery terms. <laughs> kids archery quivers that you just put on your back like a backpack and you draw it out of your back. And that's the only way I could figure out to do it. Even though Lindsay uh, tried to help me repeatedly learn how to do it, I couldn't do it. I would think it would be easier from the back because coming from the front, it's kind of awkward on a horse. I thought so, but apparently that's what they'll do. <laughs> Uh, Celeste said, I take the time to lovingly apply sunscreen to my gelding's big white nose so his pink skin will burn. And I turn around for two seconds and he's wiped it all over my back and I have a white streak <laughs> on my clothes from my butt all the way to my shoulder. <laughs> Scooter is great at that. Yeah. No matter what he gets into, it's immediately after it he has to rub on you. Just Kimberly, I'm going to do Kimberly's real quick because uh, Kim's because I, 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 Got to talk about it before Chad gets home. Uh, Kimberly says, our last horse show was fabulous. Yesterday, I rode in a clinic and my horse worked really hard. Meanwhile, my husband has been going to golf tournaments and he can't make it past two minutes of my horse's accomplishments. However, I'm listening to shot by shot, hole by hole descriptions of multiple <laughs> rounds of golf. And let me tell you, Kim, I feel you. Do you know what my husband says when he comes home from golfing every time? Wow. I've really figured it out. I have really figured something out. I've got it now. And he has in our tiny garage, like a little net thing. He'll be like, come out and watch the shot. Come out and watch it. And I'll come out and it's like, you're freaking hitting a little white ball into a net. I don't understand what I'm looking at. Like, okay, can you film it in slow motion so I can watch? And so I'm in up filming this and I can't complain because he comes down and films me on the horses all the time. And so I have to just sit there and take it. Actually, I'm so, kind of surprised you don't have a little fairway down in your uh, uh, at your farm, kind of around oh, the I horses. Oh, I do, because I have a dog that retrieves golf balls. Oh, that's, that's a dream right there. Yeah, he'll go outside and he'll hit the golf ball, but then he'll hit three or four and Danny can only carry three back at a time. And so then I'll go out riding the pasture and I find stupid golf balls. In Does he really carry like, three back dangerous. at a time? Yes. She's that's a, that's a brilliant dog. right there. <laughs> she's a really good dog. <laughs> she's a really good dog. And she doesn't care about me. All that's, she wants is for him. That's to hit the him most off. impressive thing I've heard all day. <laughs> I'll video it that day, if I remember Danny, Danny's kind of a high energy dog. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 And she's like seven. I feel my cousin has her brother and they live in a neighborhood and she, she has so many problems with this dog. I'm like, you cannot live in a neighborhood with this dog, that dog and they're mutts and they need to do all the things. She is half border collie, one fourth Australian cattle dog and one fourth Corgi. Put all that <laughs> together and you get a nightmare. <laughs> but yes, I get it, Kim. I get it. Jenna said, I had beautiful stall doors custom made for my barn extension, but they're so nice that now I feel obligated to dust them. You'll get over that. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, That's like when you get a new car. You have to keep it clean for about two weeks. At least try, you know. Yeah, and you don't eat in it. And then, you know, two weeks goes by, and then all of a sudden you're in a hurry. And then I'll just eat in it this once. And then there's French fries on the floor. (laughs) In between the seat. And and they're there for a year. So you just clean it for the first time. Charlotte says, Jamie, you know which voice to use on this one. I had to buy, oh no, here we go. I had to like buy so much equipment for my trip to Aachen with the U.S. team because I had to like (laughs) be prepared in case I was totally asked to go to Tokyo. And anyway, now I don't and I won't need anything for like so long. And now I totally need to unsubscribe from tech of the day. (laughs) I feel you, girl. I feel you. Um, let's, let's go to Olivia. She said, I really want to ride, but this is currently the only sound and rideable horse we have. And hopefully my daughter will share it with me. And it is one of those like tiny little push horses. Oh, (laughs) little plastic toy. Monica said, my equestrian first world problem is that last weekend I tried mounted archery for the first time and I loved it and my horse did great and now I want to buy a bow. But first I have to learn all about the different kinds of bows, try some out, figure out what size I need, yada da, and I just want to do all the things and not work or wait that long. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Kaylee said, by the way, just message uh, Lindsay and she'll tell you exactly what to buy she did for me. Uh, Kaylee said, I got a normal job and now I'm stuck to evening riding instead of riding whenever I want. (laughs) Yeah, that's what happens, unfortunately. Um, Two more. Laura said, my first world equestrian problem is a friend asked me to sell her saddle. But it's gorgeous and I want to keep it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Paige said, my horse let me practice braiding his tail. And she's got a photo of a braided tail and she said he let me practice braiding his tail but then he decided I was a nice pillow between the wall and the back between himself so he leaned into me and took a snooze (laughs) (laughs) yeah you're lucky Uh, there you go that's your equestrian first world problems for today thank you all for submitting I'll be more clear next Monday or Sunday whatever I was tired half of you figured it out so good for you yes well, we're going to have our Equiderma Guest of the Week coming up and an inspirational story from Danny. But first, we're going to go to Jennifer to tell us about her experience using Eagle Equine. Well, Coach Jen is here, and she has been using the MagnaGuard paste. So tell us about it. MagnaGuard pre-performance calming paste. It's a lot to put into a little tube. Um, it, it, <laughs> yeah, it's a, big, it's a big name for such a small container. It is marketed as a product for horses who have stress issues for before trailering or riding and things like that. And I started using it because it contains vital electrolytes, which Nigel needs because he gets dehydrated because he sweats a lot. And the calming part for me is a, a sideline benefit, but I like the using it as an electrolyte because it doesn't have any of the sugar and dye that you see in a lot of the products. And because it contains peppermint oil, he kind of likes it, which makes my life easier. Yay. So when do you give it to him? I give it to him immediately before and or after I ride when I go away from home because he doesn't drink when he's on the road. Doesn't drink, period. So if I give it to him right before I ride, by the time I come back, he's gotten good and thirsty. Or if I ride in the morning, I will give it to him 
late in the afternoon, like after his dinner. And that will reassure that he will drink water overnight as well. So that's what I use it. And you're going to be, I know you're going to be using it coming up because uh, Jennifer's heading up to Asheville, North Carolina, not this weekend, but next, to go on an endurance ride at the Biltmore. Uh, I mean, Fun. I mean, woo woo. <laughs> how uh, hoity toity can you get? Yeah. Uh, but I know you'll be using it because a whole bunch just came in the mail. You would just order yes. a bunch. So. <laughs> I, I used one yesterday when I got done with my ride. I went out and did a training ride and gave him some immediately after I was finished. And show enough, he drank his lo- his water like a good boy. And he came out this morning bright and shiny and obnoxious, bucking and kicking and feeling really good. All right, good. That's the MagnaGuard Pre-Performance Calming Paste. You can find it at eagleequineproducts.com. And when you go to Eagle Equine Products, you can use the coupon code HRN to get 15% off your first order. So if you're ordering for the first time, use the coupon code HRN at eagleequine.com. And uh, you all, they have a whole bunch of products, but the one Jennifer's talking about today is the MagnaGuard Pre-Performance Calming Paste. And good luck next week, Jennifer. Thank you. So our Equiderma guest of the week this week is Danny. And Danny, what, where are you at? Are you in California? I am. I'm in Los Angeles, California. Okay, cool. So you're going to college there right now. Um, what are you studying? I'm a political science major with emphasis on law. Ooh, she likes to argue. Watch yes. out, Glenn. <laughs> She's going to be all over us today. <laughs> well, Danny is known, well, actually, d- people know Danny, but more people know Danny's dog. Um, would, you, would you say that's true? Oh, yeah, for sure. In high school, that was always a joke. Everybody knew my dog. <laughs> Apparently, it's still true. So tell us about your current puppy and why your puppy is so famous. So her name is Luca. She's a... About five and a half year old golden retriever. I got her as a puppy to be a service dog. Um, she helps me with my heart issues and more recently uh, seizures. And I basically just started this Instagram account to document for myself her like journey as a service dog. And then I was like, I should just make this public so my friends can follow along. And then it just kind of it took off, and now she's at like fourteen thousand, I think. <laughs> It's crazy, but you do have the most beautiful pictures on there. I mean, you really do. It's really Thank nice. Thank you. So w- let's talk about why you needed a service dog. So so your heart issues, were you, were, one, were you always involved in horses? Is the heart thing something that's new or has it just come on? It's relatively newer. I would say like the end of high school, which is much after I stopped riding horses. Um, but it definitely stopped me from getting back into it. So um, getting a service dog... I mean, I thought it was just going to help me be able to go back to school because I was online and really it helps me get back into the horse world, go into like the career I want to go into. And I mean, it completely changed. Like, I mean, when people say service dogs are your independence, it really is true. Well, how does a dog help in your particular case? So she um, can tell when my heart rate rises really quickly. And what she'll basically do is she just she'll alert to it. And her alerting is, it's really subtle. She'll just start licking my ankle or my hand or whatever is closest. And she has a really distinct look in her eye. Um, a lot of my friends used to ask like, oh, how can you tell she's doing it? And now they've hung out with her enough. And they're like, it's just this weird, like she stares into your soul. Like she knows something's up. And that's her like little way of like being like, hey, like your heart rate's getting high. You need to sit down, take your medication, like chill out. 
And Luca's a golden retriever. Was she trained specifically for what you have? Yes, she was. Okay. It's amazing. I wonder how they train that. That's got to be an interesting training process too, right? Yeah, it's it's a lot of scent work. So um, it gives off a smell in your mouth when your heart rate changes. It has a lot to do with cortisol. So they're trained um, to sniff out the change in cortisol level. Oh, okay. I never knew that. Wow. I learned something. Yeah. What do you do then when the dog signals? What do you have to do? Um, it depends. Um, sometimes I'll just sit down. I'll let her lay on me and I'll just try and bring the heart rate down. Um, if that doesn't work, then I'll take my medication. But that's pretty rare. Now that I have the dog, um, it's been a long time since I've passed out or anything has gotten super, super severe because she's pretty good at catching it before anything gets bad. Well, you know, that, it's just amazing that that, uh, that one animal can affect a life in, in, in such dramatic way. I mean, really dramatic way. It is. It's, it's crazy. I think about it. I mean, when I say she saved my life, it really is true. Like, she made my life and doing things on my own possible. Now, did, the, did your Palomino mare Skywalker come after the dog? She did. I actually only got her a year ago. And you got her because you felt confident enough that, hey, I'm not going to, you know, have a seizure while on the horse? Yeah, so we'd been training Luca around the horses, and I finally felt confident enough that I could bring one into my life and have Luca be around them and be able to work and um, have it be safe. Did you intentionally pick one that was going to identically match your dog's color? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I didn't even notice until after, but I've been upset with Palominos that was little so it kind of just it was full circle you, you now have a Palomino dog and a Palomino horse is what it came down to they're, they're like a match set they really are <laughs> they you, really are you took matchy matchy the whole new level there <laughs> Oh, yeah, definitely. Perfect for Instagram, apparently. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> I mean, you have some beautiful pictures there. So uh, you, you got you. Skywalker, and tell us about Skywalker. She is a she's a three-year-old paint. Um, she is giving me a run for my money. She's a good horse. She's got a lot of spunk. Her and Luca love each other. I mean, every time I bring Luca and she jumps out of the car, she'll mad at her when she sees her. And um, Basically, right now, we're just kind of starting, you know, we're getting off the ground, getting under saddle, slowly getting in there. But um, she's a good girl. She was actually there when I had my first seizure. And um, I, we were in the round pen. We were working on groundwork. And Luca wasn't there, of course, because I'd been feeling comfortable. And my horse just stood there and waited for someone to come. She didn't, you know, she was super amped up because we were lunging. But she just stood there and kind of stood by my side the entire time. And I'm really thankful for that because she definitely could have trampled me. But. That says a lot of something about the horses too, right? I mean, do you, so do you keep Luca now closer? Yeah. Do you keep, do you take, can Luca tell when you're on a horse if you're having a problem, if Luca's on the ground? She can, yeah. So I've started, I, after that happened, I started bringing him. I, I think bet. I got a little too comfortable. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so. Well, it's neat I that Skywalker puts up I with it. I tell my horse knows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It took a while. I mean, the first time Luca jumped up on her to like alert, she freaked out. She like, you know, rightfully she bucked and she didn't want me on her anymore, but we started practicing and now like sky jumps or Luca jumps up on sky and she's like, yep, that's, that's my normal. 
Oh, that's that is so cool that 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 you have that in your life and that you figured that out. Now it always it wasn't always easy with Skywalker because Skywalker had some issues, oh. right? Oh yeah, a tell, lot. tell us about the skin issues. Um, she was rubbing her tail a lot. It, I mean, any time I would put her anywhere, it was just nonstop rubbing. And I called my vet. We tried medication. We tried ointments, different shampoo, conditioner. I mean, I spent over like three to four hundred dollars in product just trying to get her comfortable, and nothing was working. I was putting tail guard tail guards on her. She was ripping them off, rubbing. I mean, there was like no hair left at the top of her tail. And I finally, I went to a local pack shop, and I was like, "Just give me your best, your best lotion recommendation for horses that itch." And they're like, "Oh, we just got this new product in. A lot of people really like it. You should try it out." And it was the Equiderma skin lotion. And the I put it on her, and the next day I came in was the first day she hadn't rubbed in over six months. And I kind of thought it would just be like a couple day fix, like some of the other things were, but we're now almost like two months in and I have to put the lotion on only like once a week and I haven't seen her rub that entire time. So this was like instantly. Yeah, I was instant. I mean, within like the first day of using it, I noticed she stopped. Do you know why she rubs her tail? Is it just a seasonal allergy? Is it, what is it? At this point, we don't know. I mean, my vet was stumped when I told her what was going on and how, like, she was on allergy pills and that wasn't working. And so we thought maybe it just became a habit. But then we started using Ecoderma and it stopped. So I I definitely think something's going on there. We just haven't figured it out yet. I'm going to guess seasonal, but... Yeah. Isn't that amazing, well, I'm though? I'm glad it worked. It yeah. is amazing stuff. I mean, it just is. What, what all their products, you, you can just trust them because they just work. Yeah, I was I was shocked. Like when they told me, "Oh, this is gonna work," I was like, "Yeah, so are the other, you know, three hundred dollars I spent and stuff." And <laughs> uh-huh. it really was true. It worked. So now you have a whole barn full of Equiderma fly spray and lotion and shampoo and conditioner. <laughs> oh yeah, all of it. All of it. <laughs> That's what happens. And, you know, we just did a tour where I visited listeners and uh, stopped at a bunch of barns and there was like Equiderm in almost every barn. Yeah. <clears throat> Once you start oh, with yeah. one product, you, you use the rest. You just want to buy it. Go on the website and yeah. hit the buy all one, buy, buy one of everything button. <clears throat> yeah, that's what I wanted. I mean, I even want to get some for my dog because she's got a huge allergy problem. So I think that's going to be next on my list. Get her some of that barn dog shampoo. I know many people have used it and they like it as much as the horse stuff. So I, I don't, I think you're going to have the same result. So equiderma.com is where you can find it. Where can they follow your dog's adventures? She is uh, the teeny golden on Instagram. T E E N Y. The teeny golden on Instagram. We'll put a link to that in our show notes as well. Go check it out. There's a ton of really, really, really good pictures. And I'll post a picture also of Danny and her horsey and her do- and her matched pair. I'll post that in our show notes as well. <laughs> Thanks, Danny, for joining us. We appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Sorry about the phone issues. So did you know that it's been proven now that horses are vain? Vain? They have cognitive self-awareness. A new study out of the University of Pisa in Italy confirms earlier speculation that, in fact, horses recognize themselves in a mirror. Now, 
I always thought when dogs and horses saw themselves in mirrors, they just assumed it was a different horse, and that's why they got so excited. But this group did this study, and it was trying to confirm a previous study. So the way they did this is they put colored marks on the cheeks of the horses that were visible to them when they stood in front of a mirror. So they couldn't see them because their eyes are different than ours, so they can see a lot. Well, they put them in places where they couldn't see them unless they were in front of a mirror. And if the horse attempted to rub the mark off after seeing his uh, reflection, that was considered a sign of self-recognition. Kind of brilliant, actually. Kind of simple, but kind of brilliant also. And what they found is like 9 out of 10 horses would try and rub the marks off. So they had done a smaller study earlier, and this was trying to confirm the smaller study by doing it at a much larger scale, and they confirmed it, that horses recognize themselves in mirrors. Now, I I still have trouble with this one because I, I just don't think about a, a, any animal, whether it's a horse or a dog, rec- looking in a mirror and going, that's me. I This seems weird to me. So there a lot is uh, uh, about, like, whether horses are colorblind and what colors they saw. See, and my friend who's a uh, animal ophthalmologist that specializes in horses said that horses see yellows and blues and whites very well. And so is it what color were the marks that were put on their cheeks? And then a lot of times I think that they can smell, you know, horses go so much with the smell. And if they're sniffing into a mirror and they're getting themselves back, is that the recognition? I, I I don't know. This seems weird. So it says for the study... Study show, baby! Study that's right. Show. It says 14 horses were individually confined in an enclosure for 30 minutes under four different scenarios. And they went through a whole bunch of different scenarios that actually... Uh, uh, talk about what you what you brought up and they still found that they they believe that the horses recognize themselves after all of the different scenarios they put them through cool well so there you go i don't know i just uh, i I found that one a little hard to believe what if horses have never seen themselves before like my horses have never seen their own reflection unless they've looked in the pond and admired themselves but yeah, well, see, that's see the a reflection in my murky pond. I don't that's know. the problem I had is like, do they look at that and, you know, go automatically? Well, that's me. I would just assume they would assume it's a different horse. I don't know. I don't. You can't see what I'm doing right now, but I'm, I'm poking my hand forward. And basically what I'm doing is poking holes in this study. <laughs> I'm just telling you what they found in Italy. I'm just bringing it up. And it has to be true because it was an Equus. So it has to be true. So the other thing I found was there's this the website called Equipepper. Yes, Equipepper.com. I don't know why it's called Equipepper. I, I don't have an answer to that one. Other than it's a, it's kind of a I don't know, it's kind of, it's a re it's a racehorse retraining blog, and I think it's out of England. So kind of in your world. Um and they had did this thing and they posted it called 15 things they don't tell you about owning a horse. So I want to see if we agree with those 50 these 15 things. And I think you're going to agree with these. They're pretty okay. they're pretty uh they're pretty obvious things. Uh hay gets everywhere. Yeah, oh. nobody tells you that except if you're listening to this show where we've talked about it quite often. But you it, will have hay in your cleavage, ladies. Yes, and that brand new car, Duh. even if you don't put hay in it, you're going to have hay in that brand new car we talked about earlier. Yeah. Um, on your bra. Yeah, the next one is you will smell like horse pee. <laughs> 
That's so true. I feel like it's the, <laughs> my boots. Like when I take my boots off in the mudroom and I leave them in there and I've mucked stalls, the, like oh, the whole room smells like, like it. Alonia. Yeah, it's bad. Uh, uh, the, you will think about what you ever did before horses. You're going to wonder where what you do on the weekend before horses. Where'd all this your free time like go? This seems like more of a, a list for the horse husband or horse boyfriend. <laughs> Why do you think I picked it? Um, <laughs> it's going to give you a golden ticket out of things, like uh, parties, things you don't want to do with your husband, oh, going golfing. That. that would be weird. <laughs> like when I go to dinner at my mother-in-law's and I'm like, oh, sorry, I got to go, go feed the horses. <laughs> Even though you just fed them before you left and it's yeah, only totally. been 10 minutes. Yeah, I know you. Um, the worry about your horses will aid you, but that's true of worrying. I think though, people who worry are just worriers or do people yeah. worry? Okay. Take a non-worrier who really doesn't worry about their kids. Go out and play. I don't care. You know, doesn't worry about the house being clean. Doesn't worry about cooking. Are they more worried about their horses or they don't worry about their horses either? I, I don't worry about a lot of things, but I always worry about the horses and my kid. You can't help it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that you're probably right about that. Uh, <laughs> you never tell... The one thing they don't tell you is to never tell your horse your plans because... See, I just talked about that. Yep. You never tell your horse your plans because, uh, you know, that's why Jennifer probably mad at me. I even brought up her going away next weekend. <laughs> well, Nigel mm -hmm. doesn't listen to the show, so we're probably safe because no, they always like, seem to screw this. it up. <laughs> Watch my shoe fly off. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They don't tell you how hard it is when things go wrong. Oh, those nights of walking horses around in circles till midnight. I remember those. They don't tell you you will have horses on your brain every second. That's a true horse girl right I think there. I, I think some of us are born like that, though. You know, even if you don't have a horse and you're a horse person, you love horses, you have them on your brain. I think that's true. I, I agree with you. <clears throat> I think there's levels of horse horse person. You know, I think, yeah, I do think there's levels of horse person. I think there's the, the level you're at, and then there's a kind of an upper level of people who have horses and like horses, but they're not, they have other things too. Um, I, you know, I do think there's levels. That'd be interesting to, to identify those levels at some time. Uh, they won't tell you that you're permanently tired. How do you feel about that, Jamie? <laughs> Man, you know what? This also, number one, it could go at a horse person. Number two, it could go in the uh, horse husband slash boyfriend. Uh, and also just being a parent. Yeah. All these things. You yeah. have your kids on your brain. You don't tell your kids your plans because they'll screw them up. <laughs> what did you do before kids? And by the way, toys and Legos are everywhere. It's just like the hay is everywhere. So, I mean, you're And they hurt so tired. bad when you step on them. And nothing pisses you off like stepping on a Lego. Yeah. There's just something about you. We just want to hit the wall. Because <laughs> you want to hurt something more than your foot just hurts. Just so painful. <laughs> um, so... Your horse always needs something new. Well, that's true of kids, too. So you're right. But it's fun. Yeah. Buying that's... stuff for horses is fun. Buying stuff for kids is tedious. I'm like, God, another <laughs> backpack. Why do you keep throwing it on the ground and messing up the... Why are your you pants too short again? Yes. <laughs> I do... What size shoe are you wearing? What? No, you're not. No. Oh, just wear mine. It's fine. <laughs> you will realize how little you actually know about horses. Well, you go through... Look, we've been doing this show 3,000 episodes for 10 years, and we still learn every day. Mm -hmm. uh, the right people are so important. Yes, that farrier, the right farrier, the right vet, all of the right people, the right trainer. I call my vet and my farrier my team. 
Yes. And so when horses come for training, I'm like, I need to have them looked at by the team. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, how much horses really cost. I don't think anybody, you know, when you get into horses, they're always encouraging it. I don't think somebody actually says, you know, the rest of your income for your entire life's going here and you will not have a retirement fund at all. When it's yeah. all going to be spent Well, you know what? That's true. <laughs> Nobody true. tells you, but the people ha do warn you that the purchase price is nothing. But then the again, I can't understand how people afford kids because they're always needing something, and they go to they go to school and they need stuff. That's why I only had one, Glenn. I, I can't imagine doing that for multiples. Oh, I can't imagine our friend Carrie with ten. I don't know how she did. I you must do the hand me down thing. How else would you do it with ten kids? I always tell people that I meet that have that many children, I, I say to them, you know, or multiple children, I'll say, you do know how that happens, right? Yeah, and like, she's been told that. That's one it. of the things she was so sick of hearing. <laughs> so she was sick of hearing that one. And she mm -hmm. adopted a couple. Why is it the ones that always have like seven always adopt three? What's they're, a couple more? They're just fine. saints. They're just saints. Is it like it is with horses? We say, you know, once you hit the three, the work doubles. And then when you hit the seven, the work doubles. But, you know, once you hit 12 or 13, it's like, huh? You got them working for you now. <laughs> Maybe it's that way. Maybe that's really what happens. Hey, you're going to want to hang around for the post show because we, we're both going to talk about weddings. And um, I have a... You were at a wedding, and you have a bone to pick, and I was at a wedding, and I have a bone to pick. And Oh, gonna... it's just a funny story. If you're listening, Shannon, I had a lovely time at your wedding. <laughs> no, I had a lovely time at my wedding, too, but there was just one observation I made. It didn't even involve the couple. It was something totally exactly. separate from that. Um, this was a general wedding observation, and it had been a long time since I've been to a wedding, actually. As you get older, you do less weddings. So, Uncle Jimmy's Hanging Balls and Licky Things. They help combat stall boredom and provide your horse entertainment in the stall, at the same time providing them with much-needed minerals and nutrients that are either not found in other treats or are left at the bottom of the boxer bin. Ask for Uncle Jimmy's Hanging Balls, Licky Things, and Squeezy Buns at your local, local tack or feed supplier or go online to uncle-jimmys.com. Tomorrow we have coming up, we have Endurance. Karen's going to be here, speaking of Endurance, talking about all things Endurance. And then uh, Wednesday, I have a substitute coming in for me on Wednesday because I'll be heading off to the American Horse Publications Conference in Dallas. Uh, Wendy will be filling in with for me with uh, Jamie, so look for then. And then I'll be coming to you from Dallas on Friday. So we have a full week of shows planned for you. We hope that you can join us. Thank you, Jamie. You see, you got through. Do you know what's super cool, by the way, about the AHP conference, aside from its AHP thing? And your husband I'm, is I'm, going, which is my crazy. My husband is going to go to the dinner because he's going to be on a golf trip all week and he's trying to make amends. Uh, I mean, uh, he, he's like, I really want to go. I'm like, no, you don't. You're a liar. <laughs> you just feel like you're not going to get in trouble because like, you're chalking this up. But I don't work like that. I tried to but, talk him out of it. I know. I did too. But I would like to say that Debbie... Monty's daughter is going to be there, which I love her to pieces. And for the first time ever in my entire life, I get to meet the one, the only Lisa Weissach. It's so funny you say that because she wrote me an email yesterday saying, I'm so excited. I finally get to meet the one and the only Jamie. <laughs> I'm so excited. 
it. Like, I, I, she's put me in her books, for God's sake. I better, I don't know. Like, do I need to bring, like, a a plate of cheese for her or something? Be like, here you go. I brought you a present. A gold you know? engraved pen, maybe. I don't yes, know. Yes, something yeah. fancy. Yeah, something know. fancy that a writer would like. An inkwell. I, I don't know. I don't know the what you get The stress, the pressure. I don't know. I'll just she has put you in, like, three books. I know. And I'm so excited to get to meet her. It's so cool. All right. See you, everybody. Spade, neuter, geld. 